on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and God podcast, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, we are still continuing our series of stories from home. However, there are some people traveling, and tonight we're going to speak with one of them. We're visiting with Robbie Morris once again. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Tonight, we are here with Robbie Morris again for a recap of our last visit. It's been about 90 days since Robbie's been here. Robbie, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Glad to be back. Well, good. We're glad to have you back. Things have, uh, I don't think I thought that we would still be here 90 days later. I figured we would be back out on the road. What about you? Well, hey, luckily enough for me, I had my first overnight visit to uh, visit a customer, to go see a customer today. Uh, Today marks 14 weeks that I've been off the road without any overnight travel, uh, at least overnight travel related to work. We'll talk about some of my other travel here in a little bit. But, Matt, I was so excited. It was great. Uh, I found out, you know, a benefit of being a diamond with Hilton, complimentary upgrades. So when I checked into my hotel, it was me and about three other guys, so I got the complimentary upgrade to the jacuzzi suite. Oh, man, that is that is living large. I have been home since March 13th. I have not – I actually have discovered that I probably needed a new mattress. I have not spent this much time in my bed in the last 20 years. Um, and I was actually talking to a, a workmate this afternoon, and he was like – he traveled also this week as well. We'll talk about a little bit about his experience. And he was like, you know what, I kind of like being at home. So my uh, my cooking game is on point. Um, I only wish I had started a better health routine or fitness routine about 14 weeks ago. So um, we're going to start off with a little bit, of, a little bit of travel news. Southwest, and everybody knows I'm a Southwest guy. They are offering double rapid reward points for flights through the summer. Registration is required prior to booking. It's for flights between May, which were already passed, all the way through August 31st of 2020. No limit on how many bonus points you can earn. Has American done something for you guys? Uh, you're you're definitely in a little bit of a better situation than I am. Yeah, American came out with an offer for us. Uh, you book by June 30th, fly June 1st through September 30th, and it's double miles as well, but they cap it out at 10,000 miles. But, you know, I guess if uh, I'm one of the guys, I have the American credit card as well, so I get double miles on the credit card purchase plus double miles on the flight, not a terrible deal. Uh, but once you hit that 10,000, you know, that kind of stinks, I guess. You're done. And you actually passed on a deal from American to buy in, buy up an upgrade this year, correct? Yeah, worst mistake I've made <laughs> uh, in my travel perks game, if you will. I, uh, I hit Platinum Pro, which is their next to highest tier, uh, highest tier being Executive Platinum. So they offered me a promotion. It was Oh, I think 2000 maybe $2,500 I could buy up to Executive Platinum for the year. 
So now in hindsight, given the fact that they extended all of our statuses for the extra year, that would have been a good move in the travel game. But hindsight being 2020, I missed out on that deal. Oh, I could, I can see it. And I typically, I think I bought mileage once or twice in 20 years. And it was generally to, to maintain, like you were doing, to maintain a status. Because typically it's not a good a value for buying points or buying, you know, buying miles. So we both work in an industry that's filled with promos. You know, do they work? Can you buy business? I mean, especially for travel when so many, you know, when you got the COVID stakes, the stakes are high. Is this a good move, you think? Yeah, I think a lot of people are starting to open back up now. You and I are both based out of the Southeast. Uh, I think the states we we live in respectively have the highest cases per day going now. So there may be a correlation between those, but I think to some degree it does work. There's that incentive there. And just for us who have been homebound so long, it makes it a little more attractive to go out there and take that risk. Well, that was going to be my next question. Would it entice you to take a trip that you hadn't planned? You know, not work trip, but just, Hey, let's, let's punch out for the weekend. Would that, would that bonuses entice you to do it? I think it would. Uh, You know, I try and really play my miles and play my points well. So most any trip I'm going on now, I'm going to leverage those anyway. So I'm going to minimize my expenses using the points anyways. Very little am I actually paying revenue anytime I go on a trip. And that's that's kind of like we were talking about doing a bourbon trail trip. And, you know, really what it comes down to is food because we, we, we have enough points for rental and uh, car rental. And, and, you know, Southwest actually did a pretty good deal. They extended uh, my wife's companion pass through June of next year. And then my, I think it's a list preferred through all the way, just like everybody else to the end of 2021. And we both hold the American Express Hilton card, which we use a lot. They certainly did a good one by rearranging their point distribution to benefit us, correct? Yeah, definitely. The uh, the extra six points at the supermarkets, that's uh, certainly helped pad my <laughs> rewards account in the interim of not having any hotel stays because man my food budget has gone through the roof yeah i I didn't realize how much food it takes to to feed a house of five plus plus two dogs Um, and plus you know i mean i think we're both you know i know you're a you're a big outdoor grilling and smoking guy i know you're probably doing all kinds of stuff that typically you wouldn't do the middle of the week it's typically reserved for the weekend yeah and uh you know the price of meat's gone up now as well so that's uh that's tapered off a little bit. I've been going through the freezer, getting those things that are you know half freezer burnt, and seeing what we can uh, make out of those now. <laughs> yeah, well, since since uh, hurricane season has started from us, we we typically call that cleaning out the freezer. So generally, early part of June, we kind of do what you do, pull all the stuff out of the freezer that we didn't cook, and uh, go ahead and serve it, and then restock the uh, the freezer. So over the past week or so, I know we've both discussed, we've both seen a ton of headlines. Could the government pay for your next vacation? Tourism industry is proposing tax credit for travels. Um, you know, they're really looking to plus back up this industry. I think they're calling it the Explore America tax credit, uh, which in turn can be about a $4,000 tax break for vacation expenses at hotels, theme parks, um, other tourism businesses through the end of 2021. Uh, the plan, of course, already has one big supporter, Trump. Who happens to ironically, own, ironically, who happens to own a fair amount of golf courses and hotels, and of course the lobbyists and the policymakers are are definitely backing this. But then also this afternoon, I saw an article saying that it's it's a terrible idea. So that the cost really the cost isn't the barrier to travel, 
which I don't agree with. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I don't have the funds to travel, that's the barrier. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at that and I, I don't know if perhaps our, our view is a little jaded on it because typically when we do travel for leisure, we're not paying the typical things that most people are, the hotel, the car, uh, airline, you know, I think there are some families out there that do finance those summer vacations on a credit card. Oh. Uh, you know, is is that the most fiscal decision? Probably not. Uh, but looking at it with this $4,000 tax credit, you know, I could see where someone who doesn't really sit down and do the math and kind of think this through a $4,000 trip financed on a credit card at, I don't know, what are the rates now? 18, 20%. <laughs> Yeah, that's that may not be the best silver lining there. Well, especially my reference point is everybody coming to Disney and four thousand dollars for a typical family of four or five at Disney doesn't get you a whole lot. I mean, it, you know, it's it's hundreds no. of dollars to get into the park, plus food, plus travel. They also the other the other kind of nick against it is should we be encouraging a, re, a return to normal behavior? which I think is more of a social thing than a financial thing. I don't know how that kind of fits in. Um, do you think that Trump being an owner of hotels and golf courses factors into his support of this? You know, I would certainly hope on the surface you could say that it doesn't. Uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of like you as well, try and steer away from the political discussions to some degree. And I think when he took office, he, he tried to create that distinction between his presidency and his uh, financial interests in in those uh, avenues of his. But I'm sure the lines do still cross to some degree. And, but I don't think, I mean, he's, you know, granted, you, uh, most of us aren't staying at Mar-a-Lago and we're not, you know, hitting the links on his courses where I'm sure it's several hundred dollars. And I'm sure it does benefit the bottom line to him, but I don't think it's his, it, to me, I would be more concerned if it was the CEO of Hilton, you know, prepping this up. Now I'm willing to bet that most of these lobbyists are probably from Florida. Um, That's actually what I was going to say. Cause <laughs> when I, when I first started seeing about this, I kind of Googled it and a lot of the top results came back to blogs associated with Disney. And I just kind of sat back and scratched my head. I was like, now is this a coincidence or, is there a little more to this uh, than what meets the eye? And I'm probably going to be like you. I'm going to assume there's probably a little more than what meets the eye behind that one. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there is. That's, I mean, this, you know, living in Orlando, that's what this town is, is built on, is, 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 you know, subsidized by is tourism. And while Universal has opened back up, I believe that the, the max that they're allowing into the parks is right around 5,000 people a day, which is just a drop in the bucket compared to what's normally in there. And I think Disney opens up uh, in the next, in the next few weeks. Now, both city walk, which I know you've been to as well as the Disney Springs area, which are both the outside entertainment areas for, for universal and Disney have been open for a while and haven't really heard, you know, hide or hair too much about what that experience is like. I'd be curious to to do it. Um, I did see an interesting video from uh, Disney Springs, I think last week. They had the stormtroopers on the balcony of one of the shops encouraging social distancing through their different role play. Uh, you know, <laughs> move along. Uh, you're in a restricted zone. Please move along. So they had a pretty good banter on that one. So if you're looking for a, a interesting little clip from Disney, go Google <laughs> stormtroopers at Disney Springs. 
you, you, you got to admire the marketing department of Disney. They think of, they think of everything, the, the, the mouse everything. house at mouse house. And actually, um, I, I ended up going to the airport last week. We had, uh, one of the residents here had a friend come into town. So I actually drove into the airport just to say I drove to the airport and it was definitely different. It was definitely very eerie. I think we passed one person inside the airport and they were actually a worker and they were cleaning down some of the rails. But I don't know if you saw yesterday where DeSantis, our governor, got on and talked about how they had tested 500. Out of the 500 people at Orlando, they had tested roughly 260, came back testing positive for COVID. And that was early yesterday morning, which sent absolute shockwaves through the city. And plus for us, because we'd been, we'd been there twice in the last week. Turns out he got his facts wrong that it turned out it had been the, the, the number was two people out of the 500 that they tested and the 260 oh, since, was since March. So of course they have to print a retraction, but you know how, how news travels at eight hours later, it was just total pandemonium. I mean, we're here, you know, looking, do we need to go get tested or not? So that's now, the, you know, speaking about the, the, the theme parks, you have uh, two of the associates of Chateau Relaxo, as I like to call them, both employed by Universal. What, what are they reporting back about? Well, have they, they gone back? Or? They, have, they have not gone back to work. The, the people that have are full-time, um, and in turn, they are busy because, I mean, they're, you know, they're, there's a minimum staff, so those 5,000 people are pretty much hammering everybody. Now, what, what Universal did for them – was they actually applied for all the social security benefits or not, uh, unemployment benefits for them because, you know, with 30, 40,000 employees, they figured they would crash the system. Um, but no, yeah. no real update on when they'll be going back to work. No, not at all. So, oh, wow. Yep. They are stuck here. So um, another article I came across today before we get on to your last couple visits, I actually found pretty interesting was nine reasons business travel won't be back this year. And so I've said, I will be surprised if I get on a plane more than 10 times in the next, by the end of the year, I would be really surprised for business. I'd, I'd agree with that one. You know, the first one is that businesses are very conservative. Um, they're going to hold off on sending employees out on trips longer than the individuals will hold out themselves by doing so, which I agree with. I mean, all of us are ready to go do something. No doubt about it. You may have found this one out. Offices aren't fully open. So what did you see when you were kind of out running around the last day or two? So uh, and I, went up, I drove up into the state of North Carolina. One of the biggest things that really perturbed me today was, uh, you know, we always talk about eating local. You and I both try and do that, find those good local spots. So I figured, hey, I'm up here, uh, you know, per diems, buying lunch today. Let me go to a local place, support the mom and pop organization. Well, very few of them had indoor seating. I finally found one location that had indoor seating, and they were at 50% capacity. Uh, but that that's one of those that definitely kind of bummed me out a little bit, so to say. Uh, you know, I think as long as we still be smart, don't do silly things, and silly things don't happen to you, uh, I think it's time to get back to business a little bit. I, I think so. We've both talked. I mean, we've gotten busier and busier over the last the last few weeks. The other another point they bring up is remote workers don't travel now. Uh, when offices aren't open back up at full capacity, remote workers are still working from home. I know that that we have adjusted. We have pivoted pretty much overnight for us and um, how we've handled it. But I've said it all along. I don't think 
big deals or, or sizable deals get done over a Zoom meeting. I still, uh, you know, I think people still want to have that face-to-face -face interaction. I 100% agree with that. And, and you know, we actually had the opportunity, uh, our, our CEO has been doing some series where he shares information with us. And that was a question that I submitted was, hey, you know, post-COVID-19, do you see the company maybe putting in some policies that restrict or limit our ability to travel? And, you know, I was very happy when he came back and said that he, basically the same thing. He appreciates the fact that some meetings can be accomplished virtually or remotely, but he also still sees the value in that face-to-face -face human interaction during these, you know, important meetings. So that was reassuring to me uh, as a road warrior that, hey, you know, my company's not really planning to change their position much once things return to some level of normal. Yeah, which is, which is a comforting feeling. The other point they make, conventions are a long way off. I think we both agree with that. We do, I don't know, what do we do, five or six big gatherings between stuff that we sponsor and stuff we attend. To pull those off, you've got to get people that are willing to travel. And so I, yeah. I would agree with that one, that they're a long way off. Mm -hmm. Switching to online meetings, how many Zoom meetings have you done since March? What, do you have any idea? No, I, I mean, for a while, every week, there were three, four, maybe five a day. Uh, Zoom fatigue, I've seen that in the news everywhere. <laughs> Zoom fatigue is 100% a real thing. That's it. That's maybe it's like PTSD or something. I, I did have, a, I did hit a trifecta. I did a Skype a WebEx. No, wait, I did a Teams, a Zoom, and a WebEx all in one day. I guess if I did a Skype, that would be that would be the plus one. But I did hit did hit all three. And I've had a couple meetings where I just haven't turned my camera on where I'm just like, you know what, I'm over over this. Well the next meeting you need to really hit the creme de la creme, if you will, is the Zoom meeting where they're sharing the screen from a team meeting inside of the Zoom share. <laughs> that's always the, the real good one there. I mean, that's, that's like, like, you know, the Loch Ness Monster or something. <laughs> we only have five accounts, but here's what we can do. This is a good one. Business, businesses can send fewer people. I agree with this. I know some people that have meetings to, to set up their next meeting. I would agree with that. And I would say starting Latin early 2019, that was true for me. We, we kind of migrated more to a single person traveling. I mean, we still, there are still times where you need to show up in force, but I think we have migrated a little bit more to a, uh, to a, a send fewer people, get more done kind of, kind of format. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, I'd agree with that on hundred percent as well. Uh, there's definitely been some of those meetings where, you know, we walk out and there's six of us to, 1.5 people on the customer side by comparison and uh, you know it's overwhelming it's intimidating and, and typically in our industry you don't need a show of force you know you don't need to bring all the muscle to these types of meetings uh, I think you can definitely get done sometimes less is more absolutely uh, most international travel is cumbersome you and I are pretty much stateside we did have one trip planned to leave the country I've kind of bummed but I would imagine that right now probably traveling internationally is probably a hassle if it's even happening. I would agree. Yeah. I would be a little hesitant on international travel right now. Although going back to the, uh, the expense option or the tax credit, I did see where initially everyone thought Japan was going to pay for half of your trip to come visit Japan. And I was about to cash in about two weeks worth of PTO on that one. And then they clarified that it was for domestic residents only, which was a bummer. But other than that, I, 
I don't think I would be jumping on many international flights at the moment. Yeah, I'd go back to Scotland if somebody was really paying the bill. And then one of the last ones, they said making up losses and paying down debt comes first. Businesses are going to be working to rebuild their balance sheets. Eh, you know, that's true, but you've got to spend money to make money. You know, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. You know, I you think do. that does. Yep. I think you have to be smart. I think you have to have a good leadership team to uh, to pull that off. And I think I think we're pointed in the right direction, which is which is a comforting feeling. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to just like the message our CEO gave about travel is, you know, look at it and make a smart business decision. Or, you know, sometimes when it gets maybe come around November, December, you're looking at those miles, you're looking at your segments, kind of where you're at. You may need those extra three or four to get over that threshold. Sometimes you may be tempted to uh, generate a reason to go get on a plane or to go rent that car. Uh, I think, you know, you need to be more cognizant now of the financial situation your company's in and, and really be smart about, can I do this over the phone with a virtual meeting? You know, we all have our webcams now and people are accustomed to that. It's somewhat of a new normal. So I think be smart, make a smart decision there in the interest yeah, of your company. I think everybody's kind of proved that we can we can do a lot. I think, I remember reading uh, probably, well, Facebook, of course, is not putting everybody back in brick and mortar. And I don't know if I was talking to one of our one of our accounts or what, but they were saying that there are buildings in New York that rent out for a million dollars a month that just the people aren't coming back. You know, they've proved, proven wow. that they can, they can do it. So I think there's still a, as they talk about the second wave of COVID, I think there's probably going to be a financial second and then possibly a third wave. Oh, just real quick. I'll say that's directly in line with one of our partners I spoke with today uh, or, or associate of one of theirs. They said, I think right now they've got about nine to 10 physical locations and, Potentially after this, they're going to close up about 50% of those brick and mortar locations and put these people in a true 100% virtual environment. So, yeah. You know, it's not necessarily even the large corporation, you know, the $100 million corporations. You know, these could be two, $3 million dealerships or organizations that are facing that same thing now. Well, I think it frees up a lot of cash. I mean, we both have a mutual friend, Chris Brown, that's been on here a lot that, that works for a truly virtual company. They have no brick and mortar and they're scattered throughout the country. They do travel, but you know, do they need somebody to come in and, and you know, look at a building? Eh, probably not. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're more interested in the, the why of it than what do you own? They want to know, you know, why, why do I need you and what are you going to do for me? So on to your two recent trips. But before we get there, one of our mutual friends, coworkers, actually headed up into Chicago this week. So he stayed at the Doubletree, Hilton property, had to wear a mask, uh, absolutely no maid service. All the towels were sealed, same with the remote control. Like you in, in Illinois, it was only outdoor dining, and plus the hotel bar was closed. So he was a little disheartened. I mm -hmm. talked to him this afternoon. He goes, you know, I was really excited about getting out, but it's, you know, it's just you're kind of like going, all right, what do I do now? Um, the biggest thing he said was that travel takes time away from doing other things. So you had a, a, a decent drive, right? Yeah, it's about two and a half, three hours up to uh, the location I went to yesterday. So did you feel that that kind of took you out of the game for a few hours or nah? To some degree it did. You know, I'm I'm used to now with kind of our new normal, this time in front of my computer. So an email comes in, I'm popping out a reply in five or 10 minutes. You know, I'm in the car for two hours, two and a half hours. I see that email come in. A few people, I could read it quickly without being too distracted and I would call them. But then those others are kind of building up in the inbox and, some of that anxiety is coming in. It's like, oh, I got here. Now I got 20 emails to answer when I get back. 
Absolutely. which we're accustomed to originally. So I think we just got to get back in that mindset now. I, I, I think so. And it, it, we've, you know, we've been using teams pretty heavily. Every time I hear that ding, I think of the commercial for teams I see on TV five times a day, but he was, he was trying to do his first teams meeting off his phone and we're looking at the headliner of his car. Tell us, so you've had two trips, one personal, one business in the last two, three months, you know, give us, where'd you go? Kind of the feel of, of everything. And, and what did you think? Yeah, so last night, uh, that was a business trip, went up to Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, home of Fort Bragg, if you're a military guy, that's the location of that uh, base for us. Uh, I stayed at a Embassy Suites, so most people who are familiar with the Embassy Suites, part of the Hilton brand, you get the uh, complimentary manager's reception, usually uh, a drink coupon, maybe two drink coupons from the bar. Uh, they'll usually have some light hors d'oeuvres out, so none of that. <laughs> uh, bar shut down, no manager's reception. I was surprised when there was a bottle of water, actually two bottles of water and uh, two apples wrapped into customary cellophane in my room uh, per my preferences, hotel benefits preferences. Uh, other than that, you know, wasn't much else different about the hotel. The, uh, the public use areas were still open. Uh, so people, you know, if you had, if you brought in dinner or something like that, want to sit around a table, you could do that. People outside sitting around the fire pit. Uh, rooms definitely were being serviced. Uh, that was really odd to me. Our, our colleague, there was no room service. Uh, even even at this Embassy Suites, you could order food as room service. You just couldn't order from a communal area. So definitely uh, some dichotomy there between the landscape where you are regionally, I guess, of what's being offered. So did you, was yeah. everybody wearing a mask, the staff and everything, or – Staff were, uh, and even some of those, you have kind of the half mask that I call it now. They had it covering their lips and not their nose. So <laughs> I think they're kind of doing the, the bare minimum. If, if the environmental guy walks in, they can pull it up on their nose real quick maybe. But, yeah, all the staff were wearing masks. few of the patrons were. You know, being in Fayetteville around Fort Bragg, there's a lot of military individuals who stay at that particular property. Uh, and, and they actually, ironically enough, were handing out, a pre-made meal through a catering company. And I thought that may have been the replacement for the manager's reception. So I asked about it and they said, oh, well, that's a special event for these, uh, this meeting only. So I missed out on the, the pre-packaged catered meal, but most of those guys were wearing masks. I think that's more of a, a policy maybe they had as a group though. So what about breakfast this morning? Anything or? Uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that I'm not up too early. So for my nine o'clock meeting, I was rolling out the door about eight 40. So I cast a glance on the way out the door. It looked like uh, they did have hot and cold options. They kind of had a menu posted up and I saw a lot of people eating out of to go containers. So the best I could theorize is you place your order, they'll go back there and cook it and bring it to you in a to go box. It's kind of what it looked like, but then they were allowing people to sit in the communal area and eat out of their to go box. So I don't know what the difference between placing an order and having it brought to you versus standing online six foot apart and then walking away with your tray. But, you know, I, I, I guess that's why I'm not in healthcare. I, I, I've had that same question uh, with Jack. With Jack and I have maybe eaten out two meals in, since, you know, when all this started. And that was my same question. The servers are all wearing masks. That's great. But everybody back behind the counter, I you know, I, I don't I don't get all of that. So your previous trip to that was what, pleasure? 
pleasure. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we went up to a little area called Cashiers or Sapphire, North Carolina. There's a nice Hampton Inn at that location where for a reasonable amount of points, you can get a nice suite that they have there. It's a, uh, it's a great area to go to. If you've never been, it's in Western North Carolina, just across the South Carolina state border. Uh, you're surrounded by several national forests uh, and state parks. So we went up and did a little kayaking. Uh, we learned a very valuable lesson about kayaking, that we are a couple not meant to tandem kayak. So from <laughs> henceforth, we will each have our own single kayak. Uh, that lasted about two hours, and we were definitely over that adventure. So went and did some hiking, uh, White Waterfalls, one of the largest waterfalls east of the Mississippi River as well as what was labeled as a one and a half mile strenuous hike to an area called Rainbow Falls. Uh, I would label that more as extra strenuous, but perhaps I'm just out of shape from <laughs> sitting in front of my desk for 14 weeks. Doing Zoom meetings for 14 weeks. I always like, we, uh, we've, we've done, you know, the national park things. So there's one, uh, it's up at, actually it's not too, it's in the north side of Atlanta. And you've got to go downstairs. And I swear it, it tells you it's 600 stair steps down, but I guarantee you it's 1,200 steps coming back up. That part of North Carolina is gorgeous. My parents, my sister still lives in Asheville. My parents lived in Asheville, and we used to go up 26. That's a that's a pretty part of the the pretty part of the country. And you were talking about tandem kayaking, and I, I said something to my wife about it. And uh, she said the last time we went kayaking, we had a tandem. And I'm like, well, I must have sat behind you because I sure, certainly would have gotten a paddle to the back of the head. Uh, <laughs> so was, was there much difference between that, you know, being on, um, you know, central North Carolina and Fayetteville or actually more east than in western? Or was it pretty much on tow? Uh, I would say very similar. Uh, over in western North Carolina where we were, the restaurants were definitely a, a little more accommodating. You know, I think they're uh, being a smaller community, maybe a little more lax or, or I mean, not necessarily lax, but a little more relaxed in, in how they approached it. Uh, you definitely had a few people walking around with masks around the grocery store. You know, we stopped by there to pick up some necessary supplies. Uh, my room got serviced. We did a two-night stay, so we came back from our rafting adventure to get our hiking gear. And the room was made, the bed was made, fresh towels. Uh, I didn't have my Hilton seal on the door. I guess they, they hadn't made their way over there in western North Carolina <laughs> yet. No, other than that. Uh, you know, a couple of people wearing masks, and I think the restaurant we went to one night, we had to wait because they're doing the, the restricted capacity again. But other than that, I think it was pretty much business as normal for those folks. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting to uh, to head out someplace. You know, Jackie and I, we've gone out and done a couple uh, bike rides and some things like that. But really, short of my trip to the uh, to the airport last week, I really haven't ventured more than 10 miles from the from Chateau Relaxo in the last three months. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing something long-term. What do you think, where do you think we are two weeks from now, three weeks from now? Two weeks now, three weeks now, I'd get on an airplane right now. Uh, you know, I'm not too concerned about it. I, I think when we did our previous session, I mentioned that my girlfriend has a, uh, a predisposed condition. I think kind of seeing how things have played out now, you know, I don't think the danger is quite, uh, as high as initially portrayed, you know, with contact surfaces. Obviously, if someone is barking up a lung, you probably don't want to stand next to them on the train or anything like that. But as far as getting out, going, and doing, I'm 100% open to pretty much anything at this point. 
Uh, you know, I may not call on a hospital anytime soon, but uh, I don't think a hospital really wants you calling on them. But other than that, yeah, I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. You know, two or three months ago, we were coming out of the grocery store and, and wiping our hands down with our ration of wet wipes that that we had. And and but yeah, I, I'm kind of like you. I don't know if I, you know, I'm just just that much of a mallet head that I don't pay that much much attention. But I'm you know, I mean. Don't put your fingers in your mouth. Don't do, you know, I mean, a lot of it's common sense. And you said, don't stu- do stupid things and stupid things typically don't happen. You know, I went to the grocery stores here and, and even other in Western North Carolina or here. I'm based out of Columbia, South Carolina. I go into the grocery store now and there's paper towels on the shelf. There's toilet paper on the shelf and there's bleach on the shelf. Wet wipes, you know, the Lysol wipes, some of those are still kind of hard to come by. But, you know, you look at that as a point of recovery from where we were two months ago, three months ago, when this stuff, <laughs> you know, you got to get there at 6 a.m. to get your ration of it. Now you can go pick it up freely. I think that's a good sign that most people are kind of coming around on this and 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 getting back to their sense of normal. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that's kind of the indicator down here with the grocery store, same thing. You know, early on with my parents who were in their early to mid-80s, I was I was concerned about that, that, you know, they they wouldn't have the things that they, they needed, but uh, and especially being where they are, they're up in North Georgia. There's not an Uber. There's not DoorDash. You know, none of the the Walmart or the Publix. They don't do they don't do uh, Instacart. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. I was I was concerned about that. But yeah, I think on that part of it, I think we're kind of gone over the crest and things. You know, I think we'll probably get hit again in the fall to some extent. But I would imagine they're going to have some kind of vaccine. I would say sooner than later. Uh, you know, there's too much at stake not to. Now, there's a good question to wrap up with. A new vaccine. Would you get the vaccine or would you not get the vaccine? Ooh, probably not. Like I, I said, like, like I said, I'm a mallet head. I mean, I, I really, I honestly believe that deep down, and you may be the same way, but we're exposed to so much traveling. I don't wash, I shouldn't say it all. I don't use hand sanitizer and all that stuff because I really, truly believe that that just builds up immunities. And then all of a sudden you get something and you're done. Um, but no, I probably wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't get it. I, I agree. And, you know, to that point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these anti-vaxxers. You know, if that's your particular opinion and prerogative, that's all well and good. But especially with something like this that is brand new to the treatment cycle versus, uh, you know, established polio vaccine, there's a little more science behind that in my personal opinion. But with something like this, no, I'm not going to take a needle to the arm on this one until <laughs> – couple of years have gone by to really kind of see what they're developing as far as this vaccine goes. Huh. And a lot of times, doesn't the lowest bidder get the deal? <laughs> so I, that's always in the back of my mind. Too. You'll do it for how much? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Well, yeah. Rob, Robbie, I appreciate your time this evening. Oh, and there goes the dog. She made it 35 oh. minutes. So, but I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you dropping in. Everybody, I want to say travel safe, but until then, we're going to just try to stay safe. And thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.